please be aware that this is for professional investors only. Hello and welcome to the latest NAM Talks. I trust you all had a good summer and are well rested. As always, we have live translations available in the various languages which are accessible by clicking on the interpretation button below. In addition, uh, if you have any questions, you can always contact us via our corporate email address, which is nordeafunds at nordea.com. So today we will be taking a closer look at our latest strategy, which has the potential not only to be good for your portfolio, but also for the planet. What am I talking about? Well, we've joined forces with real asset specialist CBRE to deliver an Article 9 solution that aims to tackle the inflation crisis, energy crisis, and climate crisis all at the same time. So, to find out how we do that, I am joined by Jeremy Anagnos from CBRE Investment Management. Good morning, Jeremy. Good morning, Paul. Hi. So before we throw ourselves into the details of this new strategy, we should perhaps probably just define you know, what we understand by listed real assets, because that's kind of a key concept, isn't it? Yeah, it is certainly, I think, important for us to understand what we're talking about. And you know, real assets, we're talking about essential physical assets uh, that are the foundation of really our daily lives. Mm -hmm. um, these include things like uh, residential, uh, medical facilities, mm -hmm. uh, renewable asset owners and, and developers, uh, the electric grid and networks, toll roads, uh, but also digital infrastructure, things like uh, data centers and towers. And these assets have either long-term contracted cash flows uh, or regulated rates of return that underpin uh, their stable earnings. And uh, in many cases, these assets have um, an ability to pass through inflation. And as a result, they're really a bedrock of stability during periods of uh, economic stress uh, and periods of high uh, inflation, uh, such as we're seeing today. Um, these real assets really at the heart of investment opportunities as you noted, to accomplish sustainable objectives. Over $130 trillion of investment is expected in real assets over the next three decades. These include projects like uh, renewable battery storage and the electrification of grids, mm -hmm. transports and the development of sustainable communities, energy efficiency within both our homes and our workplaces, and digital infrastructure to service exploding data demand and the internet of things. So, you know, all of these uh, different asset classes or sub-asset classes, they all have something in common and, and there's certain attributes that they all share. Maybe we could just touch on that quickly. Yeah, I think we have, you know, some things to, to mention here. And, and there are some very attractive attributes about real assets today. Mm -hmm. uh, from a top-down perspective, you know, when you look at uh, earnings and earnings growth, uh, as the slide here is showing, uh, the global economy and global equities are, are sharply slowing after the recovery in 2021. Mm -hmm. uh, but you can see that global infrastructure and global real estate, the, the real assets earnings are very durable and, and growing you know, quite uh, robustly this year 
and then accelerating into 2023. As we move forward to talk about inflation, as I mentioned, these are uh, assets that have a, a strong way of passing through inflation. And so when there, we've been in elevated periods of, of inflation in the past, uh, global real assets have uh, outperformed the broader equity market. Um, and then finally, turning to your valuation. Uh, and this is from you know, a bottom-up perspective. When you look at uh, the valuations of these assets, particularly compared to the level we see evaluations in the private um, real asset marketplace, you know, discounts of 20 to 30% across real estate and infrastructure. And this is in part due to the extensive amount of capital that's being raised in the private market. Um, there's over $600 billion of dry powder targeting these scarce real assets and, and core uh, assets available uh, globally of which many are found in the listed market. So again, uh, for investors and listed real assets, an attractive valuation standpoint. So, so we just talked a bit about there about the common characteristics of, of real assets, but would you also just mind um, elaborating a bit more on why exactly this asset class is so interesting in the current environment? I know you've touched on some of the points, but maybe we could just reiterate that. Yeah, I, I think you know we're all aware uh, that the world today is facing some some pretty significant challenges. Uh, we have very high rates of inflation, you know, really across the world. Uh, we're having a, a massive spike in the price of power and energy, and an, a shortage of energy, you know, and supply due to the uh, Russian war in Ukraine. And we have just broad uh, societal uh, issues, you know, things like climate change and social inequality, uh, generational demographics, and, and the digital divide. And we really do see real assets uh, as part of a solution. Infrastructure and real estate have the ability, as we've noted, to provide resilient and attractive returns, and then providing for sustainability uh, and driving growth uh, and delivering a meaningful impact towards the environmental stewardship and societal equity goals. As we discussed, real assets provide an inflation heads through their contracts and regulation, the steady cash flows, which ultimately leads to dividends for investors. I spoke about the $130 trillion of investment uh, that real assets will, will be making. Yeah. A significant portion of this will be directed towards energy and energy efficiency. We need to accelerate our shift to renewables and alternative energy and power generation in industry and buildings and transport to move towards energy independence. But it's not only about the energy transformation. The world needs to become more energy efficient, right? Not just about how much you're producing that's clean, but use less energy overall. And there's huge opportunities for change um, in our transportation systems and the way they are built. In the smart building systems, for example, can significantly reduce the power consumption um, and increase uh, the energy savings, which cuts costs. So it's financially you know, beneficial but also, of course, reducing the environmental impact. Infrastructure, such as utilities and transport and real estate will play a crucial role in driving sustainability overall. You know, we mentioned these sectors are responsible for half of all carbon emissions, and they currently make up nearly three quarters of the current capital spend needed towards decarbonization, improving energy efficiency, and promoting lower carbon economic growth. This includes installing solar farms, upgrading transmission lines, adding EV charging stations to our highways, and improving the building efficiency. 
So we see real assets at the forefront of net zero action. It's probably worth mentioning that you're not only investing in real assets, but sustainable real assets. That's a really important distinction. What kind of investment opportunities are you currently seeing that could be considered sustainable? You know, I, I think we see you know, three compelling uh, areas that, that we can uh, point to. Uh, and here on this slide, you can see we're, we're first talking about uh, environmental stewardship. We're both real estate and infrastructure companies are enabling the sustainability and de developing and upgrading uh, for the green transition. Um, this includes the development of the renewable generation assets themselves, as well as converting and developing you know, new energy efficient buildings. The second thematic would be societal stewardship. Mm. Our companies are investing in sustainable communities, including ensuring that we have access to efficient uh, public transportation across the commercial uh, real estate facilities, as well as developing affordable housing. And third, you know, technological evolution uh, as we prepare you know, for the future, the world gets ready for um, the internet of things. Mm -hmm. Real asset owners are investing in new technologies for sustainability, things like green hydrogen for power, uh, and then things like the towers and data centers that enable the exploding data growth that has become part of our essential daily life. So since we're only considering sustainable investments, uh, we've defined this solution as being a, a Article 9 compliant, which is you know, according to the SFDR classification. How does your investment universe differ from regular real assets universe? And also, you know, what elements does a company need in order to fulfill um, those requirements and be classified as sustainable? Yeah, I think this is critical. Um, and, and we really spent um, a lot of time uh, working alongside um, Nordea in, in establishing a process to identify sustainable uh, companies. Um, this process uh, we've called the Framework for Investing in Sustainable, sustainable Real Assets, or FISRA. Mm -hmm. um, and FISRA uh, takes our you know, 1,200 companies in the, in the total real asset universe and applies a series of uh, tests and uh, looking for you know, things like uh, the, that have been established by the EU taxonomy of do no significant harm, um, establishing environmental and social criteria uh, that we judge the companies on. Uh, we take those different tests and steps uh, and it effectively takes that 1200 companies and it reduces it down to about 150 companies. So it's a significant um, evaluation of that universe resulting in a sustainable uh, list of companies, real asset companies uh, that meet the most strict criteria for sustainability uh, where we can then invest uh, and, and provide for you know, a strategy that leads to you know, attractive, again, returns and, and opportunities for investors looking for you know, these sustainable goals. You mentioned the universe goes down to 150. The portfolio will typically hold how many of those names? Yeah, then the portfolio will typically hold between 60 and 80. So again, relative to a total universe of about 1,200, um, you know, then you narrow your, your sustainable universe as 150. So that, you know, that's an 80% you know, so, uh, or more reduction. Uh, and then we get into you know, the um, uh, portfolio of around 50 to 60, uh, 60 to 80 companies, excuse me. Now, 
Jeremy, you're the lead portfolio manager for the strategy, um, which is a collaboration between CBRE and Nordea. You did mention it just in passing earlier. Can you explain to us how you know this joint venture came about and also perhaps how the partnership will work in practice? We've been fortunate to, to have had a relationship with Nordea uh, going on you know, over the last several years uh, where we manage uh, a listed infrastructure strategy um, and, and Nordea distributes that, that uh, product. Mm -hmm. That is um, an area that we've continued to develop our a knowledge of, of uh, this ESG criteria uh, for you know, European products, working alongside Nordea's responsible investment team. Uh, and that led to you know, an, an interest that we saw from investors seeking um, a real asset solution, uh, including both real estate and infrastructure, but with the highest level you know, of sustainability uh, criteria um, we have, of course, uh, experience managing uh, both real estate and infrastructure uh, securities going back to 1984 uh, at CBRE. Uh, and so it was a natural um, evolution, I think, of the partnership to, to continue here. And specifically because of Nodea's, I think, experience in working with um, you know, ESG, it's, as you know, you've been doing that since you know, over 30 years uh, that that level of expertise and the integrity I think it brings to investors, alongside our real asset expertise, you know, really culminates in this uh, product, which you know has again this uh, target of delivering such high levels of sustainability. Here at Nam Talks, we love a good stock story to illustrate our uh, portfolio manager's approach, and I saw that you've prepared one for us today. So maybe you could talk us through this stock story. Sure. Yeah. Link REIT. Uh, this is a, a diversified property uh, owner uh, based in, in Hong Kong and uh, with uh, commercial real estate uh, assets across Hong Kong, but also uh, in, in selected cities in China, but also in uh, you know, other parts of the world, in London, uh, Sydney, and Melbourne. Um, it is the largest REIT in Asia and you know, significant uh, market capitalization there. Um, this company has continued to grow its cash flows and invest in uh, its assets and um, asset through asset management, through acquisitions and development, as well as you know, redevelopment. Um, but this has also been a company that has really focused and acknowledged uh, its activities on the impact of climate change and has uh, adopted a number of policies and, and goals uh, to uh, improve its overall carbon footprint and really align itself with sustainable um, goals. Uh, and when we looked at the company, <clears throat> you know, we, we saw some really um, key criteria that established it really as a leader um, and, and in areas that we would you know, talk to other companies as, as somewhat setting a standard. Uh, the first of which is that they have um, a target to achieve 100% coverage uh, across all of their assets for green building certification. Wow. Green building certificates, yeah, it's it's a significant uh, level. Uh, we don't ha really have any other company seeking such a high level, uh, but this you know ensures that those those assets would be very highly energy efficiency, uh, and again reducing uh, their overall consumption of energy. Uh, they also have you know a, a net zero goal, uh, uh, which is important of twenty thirty five, but more importantly, we think they have a, an interim target of reducing carbon by twenty twenty six. So Again, not just setting out long-term targets, but uh, setting more aggressive, you know, interim um, goals as well. 
Uh, and then finally, you, you know, you like to see that this is working in action and, and we monitor not only the goals and targets of a company, but what have they been doing? Uh, and when we looked at their most recent um, fiscal year period in the reporting, you know, their carbon intensity had reduced by 15% across their portfolio, which is a, a year over year, a very significant uh, reduction. So I've got one last question for you this morning, Jeremy. Um, and it's based on the fact that because this is a new strategy, we clearly don't have a track record. But obviously, you and your team you know, at CBRE, you do have a proven long-term track record of successfully managing assets in both real estate um, and listed infrastructure. And I understand that you made an analysis of how the sustainable investment universe has outperformed the regular one. So I thought that was really interesting. I wondered if you could just explain to us a little bit about what you found. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Paul, because we get, you know, clients ask the question, if I'm, if I'm going to be targeting sustainability, what am I going to be giving up in terms of, of return potential? Yeah. And so as you can see here on this slide, um, the CBRE FISRA universe, so this is our, our framework for establishing that sustainable universe, um, the way it's constructed today, the universe, historically, it's had very positive returns, compelling relative to actually global equities, um, but you know, significantly outperforming um, a blended index of, of real estate and infrastructure, creating a global real assets benchmark. Uh, and that, I believe, speaks to the nature of, of the criteria, which ultimately delivers you know, positive um, financial outcomes for these companies. It has led to decisions and it means likely companies that are considering the long-term impacts of their decisions uh, and strategies um, and not just again focused on, on, on the short term. Uh, so this is, I think, you know, compelling for investors who are considering, you know, I, I want to have a sustainable approach. I want to consider, you know, real assets as part of that allocation uh, and, and having some confidence here as we look backward and say, uh, this has been, you know, an area that has delivered, you know, attractive, both absolute and relative returns, uh, at least in the universe that we've defined. Yeah, that's pretty compelling stuff. I mean, basically, it's, it's not why would I do this? It's like, why wouldn't I do this? It seems to make sense on, on lots of different levels. So that's, uh, that's super interesting. What I'm going to do, I'm just going to run through some of the key takeaways and then come back to you, Jeremy, if there's anything you'd like to, to add at the end there. So um, if we just look at the discussion this morning, as we said, this is a, a, a new a strategy, the Global Sustainable Listed Real Asset Strategy. Um, it's a joint venture between uh, Nordea, recognized as an ESG specialist as we are, and real asset uh, expert CBRE uh, investment management. This strategy, the solution is Article 9, um, the portfolio aims to address the inflation crisis, the energy crisis and the climate crisis all at the same time and potentially can be not only good for client portfolios, but also good for the planet. That was my little wrap up. Um, is there anything you'd like to add then, Jeremy? Uh, Paul, I think you did a great summary. You know, we're very excited for this partnership and this strategy. And I uh, believe you, you know, this is a, a very interesting time for investors to be considering you know, such resilient you know, types of investments in, in, in this high inflationary environment and also having an impact on, on the you know, society's goals and environmental challenges. So we're, we're very excited. Yeah, I think the timing of this is perfect. 
And obviously, uh, when we when we look at it, I think it's super compelling. I'd be very surprised if we we didn't have uh, a lot of success with this, both in terms of returns for investors, but also uh, commercially. So I think we're e equally excited as well. And uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning and explaining to us um, at a high level, but a little bit about this this strategy. Um, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, thanks, Paul. See you soon. Before we sign off, um, if you're looking for more information on our views and investment solutions, please do go and visit uh, www.nordiaassetmanagement.com. I'll see you next time.